We are on Yevamos Ein Zayin Amabez 77b. Uh, we are continuing on in the Mishnah. The Mishnah, the original Mishnah, was discussing different uh, relationships which are, are prohibition. There's a prohibition uh, to marry certain types of people. For the regular Kahal Hashem, the regular congregation of Hashem, to marry certain types of people. We mentioned on the list people that converted from Ammon and Moab. So one is never allowed to marry any of their descendants unless it is a woman. If it's, it's, only, it's only a prohibition if it's a man who converts. But that would last for all future generations. When it comes to somebody from the land of Mitzrayim, from the nation of Mitzrayim or from Edom, from Egypt or from Edom, so that only lasts for three generations. Meaning... Uh, the person who converts cannot marry into Kahal Hashem. Uh, their children cannot convert into Kahal Hashem. Sorry, not can't convert. They cannot marry into Kahal Hashem. The children cannot marry into Kahal Hashem. They're allowed to marry other converts. But the grandchildren are allowed to. Once you hit the third generation, then it is permissible uh, for them to marry into Kahal Hashem. That is what the Mishnah said. Rabbi Shimon argues on this on this opinion and says, he says that it's limited only to the men. And he says that I have a Kava Chomer, I have the following logical argument. If it's true that when it comes to Amun and Moab, we say that for the women, they're allowed to marry into the Kahal Hashem, into the congregation of Hashem, they can marry all, all Jews uh, right away, right when they convert. And Amun and Moab, when it comes to the men, the prohibition lasts for all generations. So then certainly when it comes to Edom and Mitzri, when it comes to the to Egyptians and Edom, people from Edom, so then certainly in those cases where the men, it's only prohibition for the first two generations. The third one is already permissible once you hit the third generation. So then certainly for women, it should be allowed right away. And so Rabbi Shimon makes the argument to say that women should be allowed right away from Mitzri and from Edom. Uh, and we should learn it out from Ammon and Moab. That is the argument of Rabbi Shimon. So just a few points. One point is a point that we mentioned in previous recordings, which is that this doesn't apply nowadays. These rulings don't apply nowadays because we don't know who really comes from the real nation of Ammon or of Moab or from Mitzrayim or from Edom. We don't know. So these rules don't apply nowadays. A person who converts is allowed to marry Anybody from Kahal Hashem, anybody from the congregation of Hashem, with the exception of the Kohanim. They're not allowed to marry the Kohanim, but that is a separate issue. Uh, but they are allowed to, ma- to marry those who, part of the, who are part of the congregation of Hashem. Point number two is why is it? Why is it that when it comes to Amun and Moab, the prohibition lasts for all future generations? But when it comes to Mitzrayim and Edom, it's only for the first two generations. Once you hit the third generation, so then it is permissible for them to marry into the Kahal Hashem, into the congregation of Hashem. Why is this? And so Chazal tell us, our rabbis tell us, that the reason is, is because Mitzrayim and Edom, Esav, what did they try to do to us? They tried to kill us. They tried to get rid of, rid of us physically. They tried to destroy us. When it comes to Ammon and Moab, Ammon and Moab, as we found in the Torah, they didn't try to kill us, but they tried to cause us to sin. They tried to cause us to sin. Uh, and so the Torah tells us that the prohibition to enter into Kahal Hashem, to the congregation of Hashem, is 
uh, worse, it's harder to enter into the Kala Hashem when you're from Amun Moab because they try to cause us to sin. And to cause us to sin is worse than to cause us uh, to die physically. That our spiritual death is worse than our physical death. And that is a very, very important point to keep in mind as we go through these, through these topics and the underlying reason behind these uh, prohibitions and why you cannot, they cannot enter into Kala Hashem and to understand very powerful message that the spiritual death is worse than the uh, physical death and how much we have to focus on our, uh, on our spiritual life. Um, and that is the reason for the distinction. Okay, so let's go into the Gemara. So the Gemara now is going to respond to Rabbi Shimon. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon made the argument to say that even the women from Mitzrayim and Edom, they are also are allowed to marry anybody in Kahal Hashem uh, right away, because it's, it certainly should be the case if it's true for Ammon and Moab, so then it should, it should certainly be the case for Mitzrayim and Edom. And so the Tanakhama, the first opinion, responds back and says that, well, if this is something which you received as a misora, as a tradition that was passed down to you, so then that's one thing. But if this is based on your kava chomer, based on your logical argument, we have a response to that logical argument. And Rabbi Shunna responds back. He says, yes, I hold to my logical argument, but happens to also be that uh, I have a tradition for this. So what was the response to Rabbi Shimon? My tshuva, what is the response to Rabbi Shimon? So Amar, Rabbi Barbachana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, Mishim dik lememer arayus yochichu. Shelo aser behen ele ad shlosha daros. He says that we can prove from the prohibitions of Arayos, of marrying a relative, where in such a case, uh, it also, when it comes to relatives, that also only exists for three generations on a biblical level, meaning uh, that a, a grandparent cannot marry a grandchild. And there we don't distinguish between men and women, meaning as follows. Rashi explains that just like a grandfather, there's a prohibition for a grandfather to marry his granddaughter, it makes no difference whether it's his son's daughter or his daughter's daughter. When it comes to the laws of Arayos, which is only a prohibition down three generations on a biblical level, so we don't, we don't differentiate between men and women. It's exactly the same. So this should prove to us, so true when it comes to Mitzrayim and Edom, the prohibition is only for uh, up to three generations in terms of them entering into Ka'al Hashem. But we should say that it applies equally to men and to women. That's the response back. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, it's not such a great proof. Because mal arayos shekin kares. You don't have a great proof by arayos, by, uh, by the prohibition which exists by to marry uh, immediate family. Because that has a severe prohibition associated with it. It's much more severe. That is kares, an early death. So that's why men and women are equated. But amon, but marrying somebody from a shrine in Edom... That's not so as severe. That's a regular negative commandment. Sigmar says, no. Mamzer yochiach. We could also prove from mamzer, from a case of mamzer, because mal mamzer, why? What, what is the proof from mamzer? By a mamzer, it makes, it, makes no difference whether a mamzer is, is a child from a prohibitive relationship, and it makes no difference if uh, the child is a boy or a girl. It makes no difference. So we see from by mamzer. So the Gemara says, mamzer What proof are we bringing from Mamzer? By Mamzer, 
they are never allowed to marry. They last for all generations. They're never allowed to marry and enter into the Kahal Hashem. Uh, so what proof are we bringing from there? It's, Mamzer's also has its own stringency above and beyond the, the converts from Mitzri and Edomi, from them marrying into the Jewish people. For somebody who comes from Mitzrayim or from Edom, they are allowed to now marry into the Jewish people after three generations. When it comes to a Mamzer, they are never allowed to, for all future generations, they're never allowed to marry into the Kahal Hashem, into the congregation of Hashem. So the Gemara uses a principle that we've had over the last couple of recordings called Itzad HaShavashibahen, that each one has a certain weakness, proving from Arayos, from illicit relationships, has a certain weakness. Proving from Mamzer has its own uh, weakness, but if we put the two together, so then we can learn from both. We can learn from the both of them together. Each one has its own weakness, but combined, the fact that we see in two different places this concept that uh, men and women are equated with regards to these prohibitions, so then we can also apply it to two converts who come from Mitzrayim and Edom. What puts them together, we have these two different cases, but what's common between the two is that there's a prohibition. These are both prohibitions where it applies equally, whether it's a man or a woman. And so the same thing should apply with regards to uh, Mitzrayim, with regards to somebody who comes from Mitzrayim. So the Gemara asks the following question. But even with these two different cases, they also, the two combined, both cases, have a stringency above and beyond a convert who comes from Mitzrayim or from Edom. Because when it comes to Arayos, a list of relationships uh, within a family, that has a severe punishment of Kares. And a Mamzer, the other case that we're learning that from, also has a stringency that a Mamzer is specifically the child from an illicit relationship where the punishment is Kares. The punishment, their, his, his or her parents uh, did something which has a punishment of Kares. So both in both cases, they have something to do with Kares, a very severe prohibition. That doesn't exist by a convert who's from Mitzrayim or from Edom who wants to marry into Kahal Hashem. That doesn't exist. It's not as severe. So since it's not as severe, so one can make the argument that it's true. When it comes to the, the severe uh, relationships, so in those cases, there's no difference between men and women. But when it comes to Mitzrayim and Edom, it's not as severe. Maybe we'll say that Rabbi Shimon's right, that only the men can't marry into the Kalashem, but the women could. So the Gemara says, that's Rabbi Shimon's argument. The Gemara says, Rabbanan mechalal Yaakov The Rabbanon, meaning the first opinion of the Mishnah, will say, okay, don't learn it out from Mamzer, because that has to do with Kharis, a severe prohibition. But we have a different case. We have a case of a Chalal. A Chalal is a child of a relationship that has to do specifically with a Kohen. That the Kohen was in an, an illicit relationship that, for a Kohen. And so then the child is a Chalal. And that would even apply, the child will also be a Chalal, even if the prohibition was just the violation of a positive commandment which is even less severe. What is that case of a positive commandment? It's a case of, let's say, where the Kohen Gadol marries somebody who who was, uh, who is no longer a Basula. She has to marry a virgin. If he marries somebody who's not a virgin, that's the violation of a positive commandment. And the child is a Chalal. 
So we have different scenarios that the child becomes a chalal, um, even if the parents only violate something which is not as severe, the violation of a positive commandment. So we can learn from there, also to the case of a mitzri ve'adomi, to tell me that uh, it makes no difference whether or not uh, it, the, the convert is male or female. It wouldn't make any uh, it wouldn't make any difference, just like by a chalal. By a chalal, it doesn't make a difference. And so then so too, when it comes to somebody who converts from Edom or from Mitzrayim. So in the Mishnah, going back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah uh, then has Rabbi Shimon respond back by saying, Lo, ki, my lo, he says, no, that this is a halacha. It's something that I received as a Mesorah, as a tradition. And this is what Rabbi Shimon responds back. Rabbi Shimon responds back by saying, I don't hold of Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. I don't hold of this opinion who says that the child of relationship between a Kohen Gadol and somebody who's not a virgin, which is only the violation of an, uh, it's a violation, but it's a violation of a positive commandment uh, to marry a Besula, to marry a virgin. I don't hold like him to say that the child is a chalal. I don't hold like that. So therefore, you have no proof against me. You don't have this concept of a tzad hashava, of bringing two different cases with, together, because each one has a weakness in bringing them together. No, you don't have any case against me. And so therefore, I think I'm right. And even according to you, I still have an argument to make, because it's really a tradition that I received. It's not based on my own uh, logical argument, but it's really a tradition that I received that the women are allowed to marry into Kal Hashem, Right away. And that's the position of Rib Shimon. Rib Shimon actually holds like that. So the Gemara now says, Tanya, Omer Lan Rib Shimon, Halachani Omer, Vaod, Mikra Misayini, Banim Velo Banos. The Bryce says, Rib Shimon says that he received this as a tradition, but not only did he receive this as a tradition, but he also has the verse to back him up. What does the verse say? If the verse that deals with this says, Banim Ashayyavaldu Lahem Dorshlishi, Yavalam Bekalashem. The children, specifically the boys, it says it in the masculine, the boys that are children from them, once you reach the third generation, then they are allowed to enter into Kal Hashem. Then they're allowed to enter into the congregation of Hashem. Until then, they are not allowed to. Once they enter into the third generation, so now it's permissible. But it says, according to Rabbi Shimon, it says specifically, Banim, only the sons, not the daughters. The daughters are allowed right away. And that's the proof from the verse for Rabbi Shimon. And we also have a similar price to the Tanur Rabbanan, Banim Vilobanas, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, specifically the sons and not the daughters, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda argues and says, no, how are you, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it applies both to the, to the, to the sons and to the daughters, both to men and to women, and what's my proof? Because the focus, is, don't focus on the, the sons, it says, the focus is on the fact that it has to do with the fact that they gave birth, they gave birth, so it's regardless whether they gave birth to a boy or whether they gave birth uh, to a girl, it applies equally. The, the main focus is the fact that they had a child. If they had a child, there's still a prohibition for the uh, until you hit the third generation. Once you hit the third generation, so then everybody's allowed. But until the third generation, because they make it dependent upon birth, so whether it's a boy or a girl, the prohibition continues to exist. And that's the opinion of Rabbi Huda. That's the opinion of the first opinion in our Mishnah, arguing on... Rib Shimon. Rib Shimon holds, again, that women are, they are allowed to uh, marry into Kala Hashem once they convert, even if they're from Mitzrayim or from Edom. 
but the first opinion and the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda is that no, they're not allowed to. They're just like men. So Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan comes along and he says as follows. He says, If it wasn't for Rabbi Yehuda saying that men and women are equal in this, with regards to the fact that there's a prohibition applies to both of them, so then if he didn't hold like this, he would not be able to find his hands and feet in the halls of study of the study of Torah. He would, he would, not, he would not be able to be found in the, in, the, in the study halls. There would have been a problem with Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Mitri Sheni Rabbi Yochanan asks as follows. He wants to say as follows. Rabbi Yehuda holds, he happens to hold as follows. He holds, there's a discussion, but he holds that converts are viewed as part of Kahal Hashem. That's a discussion. There's a dispute whether converts are viewed as part of Kahal Hashem. We Paskin, we follow the opinion that says that they are not part of Kahal Hashem, which is why all these people who cannot marry into Kahal Hashem are allowed to marry a convert. Rabbi holds that no, they are viewed as part of Kahal Hashem. They are part, viewed as part of the congregation of Hashem. If that's the case, anybody who converts <coughs> is now viewed as part of Kahal Hashem. So if that's the case, how do we ever have a situation, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if Rabbi Yehuda were to hold that women are allowed to marry right away into Kahal Hashem, so now women are now, the women who converts from Mitzrayim are now viewed as part of Kahal Hashem, Right? So the women are viewed as part of Kalal Hashem, but the men are not, because the men cannot marry into Kalal Hashem. If that were to be the case, so then the men who come from Mitzrayim cannot even marry their own wives or their own women who also converted from, from Mitzrayim. Because the women who convert from Mitzrayim would have to be people who are now viewed as part of Kalal Hashem, and the men cannot marry into Kalal Hashem, even though they converted. So who are they going to marry? Who, they can't even marry the converts. They can't even marry the own their, people people who from their own nation who converted. Other Mitzrim. How are they ever going to have children who will then have their own children once you reach the third generation? They're not even going to reach the third generation to then allow everybody to marry whoever they want amongst the Jewish people. How are you ever going to hit that? You're never going to hit that because Rabbi Yehuda holds that uh, a convert is part of Kalashem. Hashem. So who is the Mitzri going to marry? Who is the male Mitri going to marry? So the Gemara says, Dilma di avarvenasiv di lokasiv kra. If you're going to tell me, you know what? Maybe the case of a third generation is where he violated the Torah. He violated the Torah. This Mitri who converted, he's not allowed to marry anybody. He can't marry a convert. He can't marry anybody. He went ahead and he and he and he went against the Torah and he married uh, whoever it is, whether it's a Jew, whether it's a, a, con- a Jew from birth, whether it's a convert, which is. Not allowed. Either one is not allowed. Uh, but he went against the Torah, so now he has the next generation, and then you can have a, a third generation. But no, di'ilo kasev kra. The Pasuk is not referring to a situation where um, they are violating, assuming that they are they are doing a violation. That's not what the Pasuk would be referring to. It would be referring to a case which is permissible. <coughs> so the Gemara says, Hari mamzer, but we have a case of a mamzer. Di'ivo kasev kra. It's true. The Torah does d- discuss cases which are prohibition and the fact that the child is a mamzer, but only in the context that tell us that something is not allowed, that the child who is a mamzer cannot marry. But if it's to tell us that somebody something is allowed, like in our case, that the third generation is now allowed to marry into Kalashem, that wouldn't be within the context of a scenario where they're actually not allowed to get married, that the Mitzvah Rishon cannot get married. Ah, oh, but we have other cases. When it comes to Mitzvah Rishon, um, 
In the case of Mazur Kushasu, again, Mazur Kushasu is a case where uh, if a woman uh, gets divorced and then she marries somebody else, she's not allowed to return back to her original husband. Even after uh, she ends her second marriage, she's not allowed to return back to her original marriage. We view that as a toeva, but we say that the children are fine. The children themselves are fine. So we have a case there where also the children are fine, um, even though she went and married her original husband, which is a prohibition. So we do discuss that case. So the Gemara says, no, Over there, it's not explicit in the Torah. It's really based on an inference. There, that's not what the Torah is discussing explicitly. Here, this is what the Torah is discussing. Here, the Torah is saying that the Mitzri, who has a third-generation child, a grandchild, essentially, they can marry into Kalashem. But what's the case? We cannot come up with a case because he cannot marry even somebody who converted from his own nation because he cannot marry, the mystery cannot marry into Kal Hashem. All converts are viewed as part of Kal Hashem. So that means the women who, are, who, who would be allowed to marry into the Jewish people are part of Kal Hashem. They have nobody to marry. They have nobody to marry. So the Rabbi Yochanan says, that's why it makes sense. It fits very nicely with what you hold, Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda holds that the women themselves also cannot marry into Kal Hashem. They also cannot marry into the to the Jewish people, which means that at least according to Yehuda, the Mitri male can marry the Mitri woman, and that's perfectly fine. That's hundred percent allowed. Uh, even though in general he holds that a convert is viewed as part of Kalashem, but not the convert who comes from Mitzrayim, whether it's a man or a woman, they could get married to each other, they could have children, they could have grandchildren, and that's the case that the Torah is in fact referring to. Okay, and so we will continue on with this discussion and specifically uh, learning uh, different laws from the Pasuk itself, from the verse itself, which discusses uh, this prohibition for the Mitzri Vedomi to marry into Kalashem. We'll discuss that in the next recording.